Dave. We got to take care of our friends, man. And uh, we've got uh, Mojovian Special Agent 003, Mr. Brandon Jacob, live from Texas right now. Brandon, how you doing tonight? Doing very good. How are y'all doing? It's a little cold for Kentucky, but uh, we'll get there. It's it's going to warm up. You know, some of that heat from San Marcos when it was 105 and 107, send some of that up this way now. Okay, we could use it over the winter. I'm not so sure. We, hey, it, it, it's getting chilly down here, too. I'm, we might want to keep that. Uh, <laughs> figures. Well, Brandon, you know why we're here, but we need to let our listeners know why you're here. You've got a, a show coming up that we like to help you out with. So uh, why don't we start off and you tell us what that show is and when it is, and uh, we'll get into a little more detail about it. All right. And uh, I certainly appreciate you all giving me the uh, the time tonight. Winter Blitz, the third annual Winter Blitz, is going to be held at the Museum of the American GI in College Station on January 20th, 2024. So, wow, I guess uh, we're just about a month away. That's right. And uh, we've had you on, I guess is earlier in the year. It's not quite been a year yet. You were on with the Winter Blitz, the second one, 2023, for this this year that's about to come to a close here. Interesting show at an interesting place. Maybe you can get into why this show's been a success, because I know all that kind of wraps into that, because it's your third annual. That's that's pretty good. Anticipating that question, I thought of a couple things, and it, and it has been a success. It, it was an idea that kind of came out of my head, and it centered around the location. It centered around the Museum of the American GI, which is a privately owned museum. I guess they have about 25 fully restored and operational artifacts, Shermans, Antos, M113. They've got just a, a really great selection of armor. A couple of years ago, I thought, why don't we have a model show there? So I would say, you know, when talking about success, it's certainly one reason. It's a cool location. It also works out that we bring traffic to the museum on January 20th, and they let us use the museum. So it works out. We're not in a situation where we have to cover a room. They take the door, and it works out well. I think the second thing why I would call our, our little show a success is timing. Um, here in Texas, our last show in the area is Austin, and that's early October. So by the time our show, Winter Blitz, rolls around, you're, what, October, November, December, almost four months without a show. And I think that creates a a pent-up desire to go to a show. Plus, here in Texas, the the winters are not brutal in that it's not like a hassle to get out of get out of your house on at early in the morning and drive the college station. And that's certainly a reason for success because there's not much else to do on January 20th, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it, it might not be 20 degrees, but it's not going to be 85 either. I assume the museum, this has got to be their biggest single day of attendance for for the year. Not of the year. They, they actually hold two living history days. Oh, okay. One in November and one in March, where they actually take the tanks out and roll them around. And I, they're pretty big events. Um, they're constantly doing other history events, but I would bet our our model show is a pretty big day in January. Yeah. If anybody's thinking about like starting a model show, um, just not in this area, please, right? I don't want to compete. <laughs> we don't want to compete, but 
throughout the country. You know, this is an indoor thing, right? Yeah, it might be cold getting there. But January 20th, if you think about it, it's now a couple week weekends after Christmas, right? Everybody's starting to settle back in, and it falls before Super Bowl and Valentine's Day. And it's just kind of like a Kentucky day. If you talk about the, the dark times in regards to modeling, well, it's kind of like a dark time for what else is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of, I, I know you mentioned on, on, on the last episode, Chattanooga is doing a show, I think January 5th and 6th. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm surprised there's not more sh- not more shows. I do think the limiting factor for a lot of the northeast and northwest is the the chance that you'll get a blizzard and it will kill your attendance. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, famous for a show in February called Blizzard Con, and the reason it's called Blizzard Con is one year there was an actual literal blizzard that hit. Now, it didn't hit before the show, but it hit during the show. So everybody came and everybody there, but everybody was there. But getting home was a nightmare. I suspect that that for big parts of the country, it's just a, a weather's a limiting factor. But you all in Texas and Florida and te- southern Tennessee, the weather's probably not I- enough of a risk that you can't go ahead and do something like that. I, I, that's a good point. I mean, there is a risk, right? We have, you know, well, just a few short years ago, and it was in February when we had that winter Armageddon or whatever they call yeah. it, where, you know, we had incredibly cold weather for a week. You know, that would have killed our show if that happened in uh, in January. Um, yeah. So so we have a, a slight risk. Again, we're, we don't have to worry about 25 inches of snow, but there's always a risk when putting on a show, right? Sure. Another thing I think that makes it successful is our focus. When 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 you know the idea came to mind, it was a model. Let's do a model show in the museum. Well, it turned out it started as an armor show. Um, Rick Cotton, uh, Eric Choi, myself, all the guys that have been instrumental in getting this thing off the ground are armor builders. And so we focused on armor and make it a special day for armor guys. And it's their day. And by starting with a singular focus and not trying to be all things to all people, I think we've been able to kind of keep it tight, if you will. Now, that doesn't mean one day Winter Blitz doesn't expand to airplanes and ships. Always going to be military, but I could see the day when there's military airplanes and military ships, but we'll have a basis, a foundation of a, of a well-run show before we get into, you know, the unknowns, if you will. Makes sense. And then final, and this is somewhat, I don't know, I guess we're pretty, pretty hardcore on this one. We, we want to keep this fun. I don't know if this is a statement. Y'all tell me if this is a, a common thing you hear, but one time at a show, I heard a guy say, Hey, it really doesn't matter because none of this stuff is ever going to make it into the Smithsonian Institute anyways. It kind of like dawned on me. It's like, we, (laughs) again, I don't know if you've ever heard that before or not, but it it just, in a way it was like, I stepped back and said, yeah, because we could sometimes as modelers take the stuff maybe a hair too serious, right? Now, that doesn't mean that we, we hold this contest and marginalize or dismiss the efforts that our contestants put into these models. It's just we try to make it where everybody leaves feeling good, and I think there's some reasons why. And we have the luxury to doing it. Uh, it's an armor show, so we don't have to 
try to cram in other things. And, and because of it, we've expanded categories. We have 24 main categories. We're not afraid to split either. And so we're, we're, we're not in a situation where somebody's going to work on a Sherman tank model and put it in a category where he's competing against 40 other allied World War II 135th scale kits. We're going to start splitting that. And I think it works well for the judges and it works well for the contestants in that it's something that's the categories are we keep it manageable. I mean, if it's going to go over like 12 models, we're going to try to figure out how to split it. And then finally, we're, we're really trying to keep ahead of the, the trends. You know, the, the first Winter Blitz was in 2022, and we had a, a, a larger than 132nd scale category in, in 2022. 116th scales here to stay. Um, it's not necessarily what I build, but the guys love it. And from the seat I sit in, they should be judged against other 116th scale or larger models. And we, we try to, we try to bring that, right? Like, here you go, here's your category and you could compete in, in the right way. That being said, we don't have a 3D category this year, but we're going to see where that, what happens with that one, because that's going to become something we need to pay attention to as well. Well, it's interesting. I mean, you guys are unaffiliated, you know, you're not tied to any society amps or IPMS for this show. So you can basically run it the way you see fit and three years go and it seems to be working out for you. Yeah, and, and the, the unaffiliation is 100% not anti any one group. Every single one of us, Eric Choi, my good friend, he writes, he's the editor of Boresight Magazine for Amps. <laughs> uh, Rick Cotton, he's been in IPMS forever. We're all, you know, IPMS and Amps members. The unaffiliation really happened because of the proximity we were we put together this show in College Station. None of us live in College Station. Um, it was almost like this like grudge match, right? You know, like like neutral turf, and and bring your model to College Station. You know, and by the way, that was another that's another success. When we College Station is like within three hour drive of about twenty million people, right? Austin, San Antonio, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Houston. And uh, it just it just it it opens up the opportunity for people to drive, but maybe they don't have to drive as far if they were going from, say, Austin to Houston. So now, what kind of growth did you experience from your first show in 2022 to the show you did in 2023, as far as number of models entered? Let me think if I can remember the the statistics. Just, it was ru- the just mid- rough numbers. Uh, round numbers, like a hundred more uh, entries. Okay. Not a not a huge increase in contestants, but it was a, but it was it was it was certainly better attend. We even we even had um, like airplane guys who were like, "Hey, we get it. It's an armor show, but we're going to come out and hang out for the day." So there was more people and a, a few more contestants, but there was a hell of a lot more models. A hundred hundred more. In fact, like going into this year, we we are definitely bursting at the seams but we'll mm-hmm. figure something out what can folks expect different versus uh, the shows prior there's a couple things um we we haven't manipulated the the, the main categories too much we've added a few we're, we're going to be at 24 and and again it's it's basically on what we think we would split anyways we had one category 148th scale armor this year it's axis and allied so you know, we we could we could start off by splitting things. One of the big changes because well, we we did the award call everybody up thing last year, 
And that just doesn't work. Uh, even, even, you know, just an armor show and everybody's in it and interested in the subject matter, you know, by the time you call up, I think we ended up at the end of the day after we split, split everything like 30, you know, 30 different categories. It's, it's just too much. Our part of our, part of our, our, our mantra with, with winter blitz is we're going to get you out early because we know none of us live in college station. So everybody has to make a drive to get home. So we decided this year we're going to put the uh, the coins, the challenge coins for the uh, main categories on the table. And uh, I think that's going to be so much more better because we're going to have a, a, a longer award ceremony because we expanded the uh, the best of awards. And we did that because we want to recognize truly the guys that bring the, the very best builds. And you know, we've built a pretty decent little prize package for those 12, 12 best best awards, if you will. Um, and of course, we'll call up those people and uh, and present present the awards to them. Yeah, I think most shows have come to that exact same conclusion, Brandon. That that trying to announce everything in every category is just is just too exhausting and time consuming, and you're better to focus on the best ofs and and leave it at that. I think people appreciate that. Yeah, you know, it's funny. And, 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 you know, when you run one of these shows, you do get feedback, right? And, you know, no matter what decision you make, there will oh, yeah. be someone who says, yeah, but. Yeah. And had, had someone mentioned that to me, yeah, but what happens if I'm a good builder and I could win a gold in toad ordinance category, but I'm not good enough to win, you know, the crowd pleaser award or the head judge award or the, the best not tracked award. And I never get recognized. And, you know, I'm kind of in that category personally. I, I'll win a few coins, but I mean, I win a best of. And it's just kind of like, well, it's what everybody wants. Nobody wants to sit there and listen to 30 categories of, of butchered names and butchered tank names. <laughs> um but what we here, here's an idea that that we're going to do that might kind of bridge that gap. Mm. We're going to hand out the coins, and hopefully the people will have enough time for the people to walk around and see what they want the, the contestants to see what they won, and then as right before we do the raffle drawing and the best of awards, we're going to ask any you know if you won a bronze coin today, stand up, and everybody could stand up and get applause, and everybody gets recognized that way, all in one stand-up. And then if you won silver, stand-up. If you won gold, stand-up. So there's going to be recognition, but just not call, call up my name. And, and like I said, we, we, we enhanced the best of awards. We're really kind of excited about that. Few, you know, seven new categories. You know, we have a theme, the Battle of the Bulge, right? That's our theme for this year, to commemorate the anniversary of the battle. Why can't we have the best tank of the year since it's an armor museum? So we added the best tank. So somebody's going to go home with, and we voted that the best, that, you know, the best tank of the year is going to be the Sherman, which makes sense, right? And uh, so someone may not win the best of the show. It may not even win the best fully tracked of the show, but someone's going to go home with, 
I won best Sherman of the show. You are on a gold, silver, bronze system. How does, how are you, uh, what can you speak about the, uh, your judging format you're using there? We went full on, you know, I think we even call it modified IPMS. If you ask Rick Cotner or myself, what exactly does the word modify mean in there? It means, well, <laughs> we, we might change it. Um, but it is IPMS. It, we, so we, we hand, we do first, second and third. Our youth category is going to be uh, gold, silver, or bronze, like amps. So right. all the all the youth kids who enter are going to go home with with a uh, medal. Mm-hmm. I'll speak to the judging of the IPMS. Man, we've we've got armor guys, and they all know each other from Region Six, and they all work together and and knocking this thing out uh, w- without any any drama is uh, something that we could we could definitely pull off. Won't you give us uh, some lowdown on where folks can find information about the show and uh, any other last details you want to provide? And, uh, I'll, I'll provide one more detail, and then I'll give you the, the details on where uh, where they could find the website. But uh, most importantly, because our backs still hurt, the Austin Armor Builder Society has generously loaned us their table risers. So you know what those are, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep, and gonna get the table height up for everybody. So our old backs are not going to have to bend nearly <laughs> as far. So we're pretty excited about that one. That one, that one was voted the like the like the day after Winter Blitz last year. So I maintain the website, and I think that's part of the success as well because a website that's maintained through GoDaddy is simplistic. I mean, I could update anything. A new change, I could log in and in five minutes change something. The website's winter-blitz.com, okay? So that's winter-blitz.com. And anything you need to know about the show, including contact, how do you reach out if you have a question, is is on that website. It's it's incredible. And, And by the way, also, for the listeners... I've added a gallery of 2022 and through 2023, some of the entries. So you could go back and see what was entered in the past. So it, it's a little more than just a simple splash. You know, here's a date, come come to our show. It's, it's a little more interactive. Well, Brandon, we wish you all the success with Winter Blitz 2024. It's our pleasure to promote it. And thanks for providing the link back uh, to our website and the podcast. All right. And you guys, by the way, as, as a thank you for letting me come on, you are sponsoring uh, and I'm acknowledging your generosity by sponsoring the, uh, the, the best paint scheme slash best camouflage best of awards. So thank you. Well, thank you for that. Thank you. And I will certainly do my best to promote uh, this podcast. Well, thanks. Take it easy, man. We'll see you sometime soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you.